Hello and welcome to episode 362 of the VegGrow podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I possibly can in my allotment and garden. Now, one of those foods that I absolutely love to grow is onions and shallots. And coming up a bit later on, I'm just going to be chatting about how I go about growing at these essential crops. But before that, let's find out what I've been up to over this last week in my own allotment and garden. It's Friday the 11th of September 2020 today. I'm in my potting shed at the moment. I've actually just been sowing some seeds, some cabbage, a variety called Durham Early. Sowed my whole packet, just got those in there. Hopefully they will provide us with cabbages ready in April, which I'm really looking forward to as always. Be nice to get a lot of cabbages at that time. So first update for the week every evening this week i've been coming back and it's as soon as i get home and had dinner it's getting dark so i haven't been able to do much at all today however i did manage to finish at a reasonable time now last night i'm gonna mention this first mr fox has come back we seem to have lost three male quail overnight which is a real shame and I can tell it was Mr. Fox because what I found was not a a pretty sight. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to go into graphic detail. Um, But I've got to scare off the the fox again and try and keep him away and see what we can do. Luckily, my female quail are in here, so they're safe and uh, they should be quite happy. I might keep them in here over the winter, but not sure just yet. I, I dealt with that all this morning and uh, went to work like I normally do. When I came back from work, my wife sort of said that Boone or one of my chickens didn't see myself. And I've inspected her over. She's She does seem a bit docile, a bit quiet today. But I gave her a bit of a bath just to see how she got on with that and uh, keep an eye on her. I'm sure she'll be okay. I think she may have been spooked by what we think is the fox. That's my... My theory, she may sense the fox, so being a bit docile because of that. After checking on the birds this evening, I brought home with me today a wooden wood store, a log store, that I've built in my back garden. Didn't take long to build. Brought this from a shop because, well, I was going to build one, but I'm just finding time at the moment is... Um, it's precious. I'm not having a huge amount of time to do a lot of the builds and a lot of the projects that I really want to get on and do. So I brought a wood store just to get that done. I've added a gutter onto it and put a water pot by the side so when it rains it'll fill up with water. This will mean that I can start emptying one of my sheds out of logs and then I can take that shed down and start building my new shed which is what I feel is relevant to this podcast the other thing i noticed with this log shed and i'm looking at the roof of it and i'm thinking i can grow stuff on the roof probably in wicking beds or something but or even hydroponics thinking about it i'm not sure what i might do but i just saw it and i just thought you know what that seems like too good an opportunity to miss out on growing more food in more spaces so i'm probably going to do that Maybe over the winter, but probably more next year. Now, during this week, I also had a delivery, and it was a compost aerator tool. Now, what this is, I played around with it tonight to test it and see how it works. You stick it into your compost bins, which are full of your compost material, and you push it right down, 
And then as you pull it up, two arms at the bottom spring out and it helps mix the compost. And I tried it on all four of my compost bins and I've got to say it does mix it quite well. Usually I use a pitchfork and uh, that works okay but I always find the bottom I tend to miss because I just can't get low enough with a pitchfork. Well I'm thinking this might actually work better. Now we mix compost because what we want to do is try and incorporate air. It helps speed up the breakdown which is why I got it. Now somebody I read has said that he's able to produce compost in six weeks time using this tool which is why I got it. I I need to produce a lot of compost but I only have so much space dedicated for compost bins. So the faster I can produce compost, the faster then I can get it into the garden and get it into use. And that is why I've got this tool. We'll obviously keep using it and I'll report back on how we get on with it. It might be one of those tools that I use once and then never use again. I don't know, but I've got to give it a try and we'll see how it gets on. And ultimately, if it works at producing good compost, that's what we want. I'm on call this weekend, so hopefully I'm going to get down the allotment tomorrow and Sunday, but uh, or if not, do some stuff in the garden. So let's find out what else is happening in this diary. It's Saturday the 12th of September 2020 today. I've been at work all day today on call, so I haven't got home until late in the evening. I've just came out to my potting shed and I've just sowed some radish seeds and some all year round lettuce seeds as cut and come again. And I've sown these into troughs that are just gonna grow on either outside or in, in the potting shed and uh, hopefully provide us with those extra salads that we need throughout the year. Nice and easy really. And I do like growing salad leaves particularly all year round. My wife tends to eat a lot of salad. She's always on a health kick. So she's always, always, always eating salads. I like, I don't mind salads to be honest, I mean, I'm, I, I, I like eating them and uh, they, they're not the most imaginative things at times, but sometimes that's fun to really add them into something a bit different. And the radish, I'm, I've not been a great lover of radishes in the past, but they are growing on me and the more we eat, the more I seem to like them and the homegrown stuff is always better and better. So, yeah. That's got those growing. I was hoping today, a couple of weeks ago, I sowed some more lettuce leaves or lettuce salad seeds, which are going to be grown as individual plants. was hoping to get those pricked out along with some onions. Unfortunately, ran out of time and ran out of light today. It's dark. Can't believe how early it's getting darkly now. So I'm not going to have time to do that. I'm going to have to save that for during this week, which slightly annoying, but it is what it is. Well, Sunday tomorrow, hopefully I won't have a huge amount of work on tomorrow so I can get down the allotment and uh, crack on and do a lot of things down there. It's Sunday the 13th of September 2020 today. I'm on the allotment and I've spent a few hours down here. I'm just about to head on home. One problem we had today is there's a load of roadworks going on outside the allotment and alongside the allotment and they've closed several roads and pot traffic lights on. It took me an hour just to get into the allotment. I'm really not happy about that because that wasted a lot of time. Admittedly, I had the van because I'm on call. I should have cycled down and it wouldn't have taken so long, but well, these things are lessons to be learned. So once I eventually got on the allotment, I took my usual have a wander around 
Now I've noticed my sweet corn, I was going to harvest my sweet corn today and I've had a few cobs that were looking really, really good. Unfortunately, something's been eating them and it's eaten every single corn or by the looks of it, leaving me with none. And I'm really, really not happy about that because I, 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 I struggled with sweet corn this year. It's been a, I'm just walking over to it now, it's been a real sort of disaster just trying to get sweet corn established this year. And uh, yeah, literally they've stripped every, I'm just pulling off, there's some right down at the bottom, but whatever it is, and it must be a badger or something, has stripped every single corn off my sweet corn. So I might have enough there just for a little bit, but not much. So a bit, bit annoyed to say the least, but hey-ho. What can we do? I should have defended it better. Uh, what did I do after that? Uh, <laughs> um, I followed that up with a bit of watering. The plot's quite dry at the moment. We haven't had a good shower, although it is a bit cooler. We haven't had a good shower for a while. So watering does need to be done quite often. And I'm slowly eyeing up all my plants and seeing what is doing really well. My cabbage at the moment is actually looking really good. I've got several cabbages there. They're a nice size, a, a nice thick hard ball. I just can't wait to harvest those and sink into them. Anyway, that's what I found when walking around. Now, because of the time spent getting to the allotment site and the fact I'm on call, I didn't have enough time to do what I want to do. In the end, all I could do was plant out my shallots. Now, I'm going to be talking about growing onions and shallots a bit later on, but it's... Um, I love growing shallots and I've quickly thrown three varieties into the ground. And I'll talk about these a bit later on, so I won't go into it too much now. Um, right... I'm going to finish off with a bit more watering. I feel like I've not done much today. I'm going to have to come down during the week. I'm a bit frustrated with myself today. Anyway, babbling on a bit. I will, I'm going to try and do a bit on Monday. So uh, you'll hear about that in just a moment. It's Monday the 14th of September 2020, podcast day, and I have had a roasting hot day today down here on the south coast of the UK. So I've, uh, when I got home from work, I've let it cool down, and I'm now giving the garden a really, really, really good watering. This sort of hot weather caught me unaware, shall we say. It wasn't expected with uh, the cool weather we've had as of late, but uh, certainly today, and I think it's meant to be hot all week, it's certainly added to what we're going to have to do, which means I'm going to give the home garden a really good watering tonight, and that's all I'm going to really do tonight. And then tomorrow I will have to go down the allotment and give that a really, really, really good soak in. Just to make sure the soil has plenty of moisture within it. That's the idea anyway. Now, I wanted to do a bit more today, but I think with this heat it's just not worth the risk. So uh, I'll save that for during this week. And I'm probably going to get called out tonight anyway with this heat. So uh, hopefully that won't happen, but we'll see. Anyway, that wraps up this week's diary section for this week so i'm gonna talk about onions and shallots in just a moment i hope you are enjoying the show so far if you are then perhaps you might consider becoming a member of the veg Girl podcast supported members club 
for just £5 a month, you help me keep these podcasts, videos and live shows going and encourage more people to grow their own food. As a thank you, you get exclusive behind-the-scenes content only available in the members area of the VegGround Podcast website. Extra exclusive podcasts, videos and blog posts only for supportive members. On top of that, each month I send you a gift pack of collection of vegetable seeds that can be sown that very month. And we sow and grow these seeds as part of the club, together. Now to find out more, just head to the vegrowpodcast.co.uk and click on shop. Now, what has got to be one of the most easiest foods that we can grow has got to be onions and shallots. Not only are they easy, they are also used hell of a lot in the kitchen, particularly onions. When I first started to look into growing onions many, many years ago now, I started by trying to work out just how many onions we would use throughout the year. Now, as we cook most meals from scratch, I was kind of intrigued to find out that we were actually using about two or three onions each week, which meant to be self-sufficient, we needed to grow about 100 to 150 onions. Now, that's quite a lot when it is written down on paper like that. And to be honest, onions are pretty cheap to buy from a shop, but... If you're like me and you're just trying to make sure you can grow as much of our own food as we possibly can, it's also probably one of the most easiest ways to grow something that we use a lot. Now, it wasn't until I started growing autumn onions that I discovered we can actually start harvesting our onions from January. Now, although they have not fully grown by a long way at that point, it was just a way that I found to be able to make it possible to never buy store-bought onions. Now, added to that, I discovered that shallots, which have a... They're quite similar to onions in many ways, but they have a bit of a milder flavour. But what I discovered really with those is that shallots store for a lot longer. We've got shallots that have been harvested in 2019 that are still good. So how do we grow them? As always, it all starts with the soil. Onions and shallots are really not that fussy at all, but they do like a sunny spot on well-drained soil. Now, I'm on a clay soil which really holds on to the water and that might cause the onions to rot out. So because of that, I like to grow mine in my raised beds on the allotment. These beds have been filled with well-rotted manure and compost. Now, as an old digger, I just tend to throw this over the soil and let it do its own thing. And usually every year I would just top up this soil, or this compost. Unfortunately, this year has not been possible purely because I haven't got any compost available just at this moment. Now it's not a problem because I've been doing it for so many years that the soil is actually in a pretty good condition and can go without just for this year. Next year I just have to make sure that I do actually add compost to this bed. Instead what I've had to do is just go over and make sure I can pull out as many weeds as possible and then I've just followed that up by running a hoe through the bed every few days just to keep the weeds down and uh, keep the soil loose. I've also leveled the beds using a rake. Now nothing difficult about that, it's just a run the rake over and that is it. 
Now each year I do dedicate an entire bed to each crop and on Sunday I planted out my shallots in one bed. Next week I'll be planting out my onions. Now I say I'm going to start planting out my onions because I still have a courgette plant and a squash plant in that bed at the very bottom. Now they're still producing so they're going to stay in for a little bit longer. I will sow the rest of the onions in the other half of the bed until we can get rid of those plants. But because autumn sown sets, we can plant those from now right up to December. It means that there's no rush to get them in. Now I mentioned sets and they are basically immature onion beds which we can buy from a garden centre online and this is my preferred way to grow onions and shallots. The reason they're my preferred way is because they are so easy to grow. We simply dip a hole about three centimetres deep and drop a set into the hole. Then we repeat this until all our sets are planted out. Now I like to give about 10 centimetres of space between each onion and 15 centimetres of space between each shallot. Does depend on the variety of course. Larger varieties may need more space and smaller varieties less space. It's easy just to read the details on the back of the package just to find out quite how yours would do it. Now the other option is to sow seeds, which we can do right now and it's something that I've been doing more and more of in recent years. But I do find, because they are a bit more work, because one, we have to sow the seed. Now they can be sown in the ground where they are to grow, which would just then involve a bit of pricking out and removing the onions as they grow to give each other a bit more space. The reason I don't sow them where they are to grow is because of how weedy my plot is. I find that any weeds will smother out any seedlings so it's not worth me trying to grow it in the ground instead I sow it in my potting shed just in pots and then as they grow I prick them out into individual root trainers only a couple of weeks after germination not long and then those are once they reach pencil size the size of a pencil that's when they will go out into the allotment it takes a little bit longer and there's a bit more work involved but the results I've found haven't been as good yet, but I think as long as we keep working on it, we can do better. Now, I do believe that seed-sown onions can actually store better, and that's something I want to find out. Now, once these are in the ground, it's just a case of keeping the beds pretty much weed-free. I do find they can tolerate a few weeds, but try and keep them weed-free. Keep them well watered when there's a lack of rain. Great thing about growing them over winter is that watering doesn't actually need to be so much of a priority for much of its growing period because the ground's generally pretty moist throughout, well, sort of November to February. We don't need to water at all, generally speaking. That being said, the weather does seem to be changing, so we don't know what's going to happen. Now, apart from weeding and keeping weed free, all onions and shots then need is just a the odd handful of a fertiliser such as grow more or blood fish and bone or something like that. They're not particularly fussy, so they don't need a huge amount of feed, but it just gives them that little help, that little boost, which they could really do with. Now, I did say earlier it's possible to harvest onions from January. They are pretty small at this point, but that can be useful if your stores haven't lasted that well around this time. It just... Um, gets them into use and uh, it's also around the time that we'll be starting to sow our spring planted onions as of course as well so you could be making room for these spring planted crops or or whatever 
Now, onions and shallots will reach full size around mid-July, around the longest day. And after that point, the stalks will start to go brown and then flop over. Once they flop over, that tells you that the onions are not going to grow anymore. They are ready to be harvested. Shallots, the stalk doesn't tend to flop over. Instead, the stalks turn brown and dry. And unlike onions, you don't just get one shallot from the plant. You get several because they grow a bit like garlic. They grow in a clump. Now, once those stalks have gone brown and or flopped over, lift them up, give them a good wash. Then I like to place them in the greenhouse for a week or two just to thoroughly dry. That way, when they go into storage, they have a better chance of lasting. After that week or two, I simply chop the roots off and the stalk off and then I place them in trays in my garage, which is somewhere dark, cool and dry. And there, they seem to store pretty well. Use them as needed, but I do like to check them over at least once a month just to make sure that they haven't gone soft or anything. Any that have gone soft will be removed because otherwise they will ruin all the rest of the onions. Now it really is that easy to grow onions and shallots, but if you have any tips you would like to share, or if you're going to give it a try this year, then please get in touch. You can email me, richard at thevegroundpodcast.co.uk. Visit the website, thevegroundpodcast.co.uk, or you can find me on social media, just search for The Veg Podcast. Well, that's it for this week. So until next time, please take care.